0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Phil's continue to add to that pen. It's been a few days since Archie Bradley agreed and then this week became official as he is the new piece of the bullpen for Joe Girardi and everyone. But look, the whole idea here is to talk to the great Tom McCarthy. We're talking about the moves, where they're going to go from here, and what's happening in spring training. Yeah, Tom McCarthy up next.
1: In the air to left field, going back on it. It is gone. Kevin Francis sends everybody home. Ball are coming
0: down. What up and welcome to another episode of tar for breakfast. I am your host, Kevin Franzen, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter, and it is a cold day here. It's South Jersey, Philadelphia area. Oh, my. I mean, like, you wake up, and it is like, okay, I don't want to go outside. And when you go outside, yeah, it's all hell breaks loose. No good. No good. But you know it's hot right now. That's the Philadelphia Phillies. And continuing to build... On a bullpen, obviously, that was historically bad. We, uh, we know that. Um, but what they have done has gotten better. They've gotten more velocity. They've added variety. Um, maybe not so much as arm angles, but the guy's stuff, no one is the same. Um, as a hitter, I think that's one of the most important things to know is that we are going to face the same type of guy. Or are we facing multiple, you know, a a guy with fastball split, fastball slider, fastball, you know, sinker, slider, curveball. You're not facing two guys with fastball split. You're not doing that. You're not having the same repertoires. That's the big thing for me as a hitter. I'm thinking, I don't want to see all kinds of things. If you can get me relatively in the same area, uh, with with stuff, with arm angles, with off-speed pitches. Then, yeah, I am absolutely in. So for me, I look at uh, a pickup like Jose Alvarado. Awesome fastball has a little bit of cut at times. I don't know if he's trying to throw the cutter, but it is a huge two-seamer. Now, you some will say it's a sinker. I don't see the sharp downward. Angle, you know, the it takes for a righty going away from you into a lefty. It's a two-seamer that rides in on the hands of lefties. It's unbelievable. Ninety-seven. Sam Coonrod. Look, you, you have a guy that has uh, an electric fastball, and with that electric fastball comes mistakes. Now that's the stuff. Is that like, is do you have to rely solely on velocity? No. Absolutely not. We know that. We listen to LA all the time talk about it. it's well located fastball down and away. You're you're golden. In a situation like this, uh we look at a guy like Sam Coonrod, where are his mistakes? His mistakes are down the middle. So the high velocity does not matter. So he's got a good two seamer. They call it sinker again, but sinker, four seamer, change up, slider, cutter. He's got a lot more. Maybe you'll see uh, with Caleb Cotham, uh, the new pitching coach, that you're going to maybe, maybe drop that down. Look, his sinker last year, teams hit 348 on it with a 391 slugging percentage. So that means he's given up one extra base hit on his four seam fastball. Not a lot of damage. I'll give up hits for the lack of damage on it. The, the the four seamers 357 with a 714 slugging percentage. So you, you see the difference right there. Being able to recognize what has worked. Okay. Now you go to the changeup 188. Teams at 188 on his changeup. So that was only thrown 19% of the time. Maybe you see that a little bit more. Uh, then we have Connor Brogdon, four seamer, changeup cutter. Now, I, I have yet to really sit here and say the same repertoire, right? Jose Alvarado. Sinker, curveball, cutter. Archie Bradley, four-seamer, curveball, changeup, sinker. By the way, he's right-handed. Alvarado, left-handed. Sam Coonrod, sinker, four-seamer, changeup, slider, cutter. Connor Brogdon, four-seamer, changeup, cutter. You get what I'm saying right there? So, I love what they've added. Archie Bradley has been one of the best, honestly, in the game the last couple of years in the pen. Uh, hasn't been abused, only 28 years old someone that is going to continue to thrive. And I feel like he's in a situation, especially here, if we, get, if we have the chance to get fans back this year, someone that needs to be in front of fans too. Not only is it the personality, not only is it the uh, uh, love to pitch, it is his absolute wear-on-his-sleeve emotion. Like, the one thing I feel like we've missed for so long is that pitcher side of and the emotion. Like, not the uh, forced, correct? I mean, we we all know that emotion is great when it's not contrived. It's like you got to be able to to, uh, do it in the moment. And a guy like Archie Bradley lives in the moment. It gets excited in the moment. And all I know is that there's a chance he's going to get a big bases loaded strikeout and I might lose my ass. Yep. That's right. I might lose it. And that's the stuff that I feel like we're starting to realize that what we've lacked in recent years, um, you know, part of the analytics is data. And part of it, I mean, all of it, the one thing that is lacked has been that that extra column that that should be in there that you can't quantify guys. Emotional is he emotional in a good way. And I mean, emotional, like, you you know, when things are bad, you know, is this guy showing everything or whatever, but when it, when it's exciting and it's in the moment, can he control himself and just let loose once the job is done? And a guy like Archie Bradley is someone that I look at and say, Absolutely, hundred percent he could. So awesome for Dave Dombrowski, Sam Fold, and getting Archie Bradley. Not bad for a non tender. Get more than what he was projected to get. And I mean, that was did I not? I, I said I think in the first episode of the off season, Trevor May and Archie Bradley. Yes, thank you. We only got Archie Bradley, but that's I will take it. It's a win. So let's talk a little bit about the Phillies offseason so far and where we are as a uh, unit, where we're going. Um, I I think that's a a, a big thing with us is not knowing exactly who we are as a team. Um, But Dave Dombrowski, Sam Fold have started to show us what they are looking at and looking for in those players that are going to be going for us. Now, is there more money on the books for someone else? I hope so. I hope JT signs tomorrow, let alone today. If they do that, we have a uh, another podcast. But again, I want to hear your comments. I appreciate those that have responded, DM'd, and and said, hey, you know, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Um, and I appreciate the criticism, appreciate the support, and without further ado, let's bring on the great John McCarthy. Hey, Tom.
1: Kevin this
0: podcast. <laughs> See, now, that right there, my friend, I am going to cut and put into the <laughs> intro, because I feel like that's like, it's perfect. I might slow it down so it's even creepier, but it's like, Kevin I, 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 had cat, a, um, I had to do a,
1: I had to do somebody asked me to do a, um, how I would do a movie <laughs> the other day, so I, I did, I, I did go really, like, really yeah. deep.
0: Doing the trailers?
1: Yeah, like a movie trailer type of thing. It was very funny. It was very John funny.
0: loves Sally. Never knew yeah, exactly,
1: that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then he blew it. Was it, like, up. it was like this is Tom McCarthy. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> and, and so then I, I did. A, I had to do a football video too, and I was trying to do it like John Facenda and Harry used to do it, <laughs> like in the frozen tundra.
0: Uh... <laughs> See, that was like that was a part of their cadence, right? I mean, like. The one thing I've I, I I've learned in uh, the short time I've done this is the cadence is such a different deal for everyone, and you because you ne- I don't think as a, a normal human you uh, oh wow your cadence is amazing when you speak you don't think that but when you get into the broadcasting world it's like no your cadence no. is amazing
1: <laughs> yeah now, now those guys you know if I ever if I ever had to get down to doing let's say a movie trailer or something in the realm of a John Facenda or Harry Callis, I can do it in my voice. You know what I mean? I can do yeah. it in my voice and it'll sound fine. But if I wanted to get really like into their whole cadence, I would have to deepen it even more. <laughs> hey, damn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you listen to, um, if you listen to some of the great, uh, and this is kind of funny that this is where we're starting, but um, like if you listen to, the, the, the guy who does Westwood one. Yeah. Like, he, and, and and he's a great guy. I've met him a bunch of times. You listen to him and, and he'll say, and now let's head out yeah. to the stadium for Tom McCarthy and Ross Tucker. <laughs> and like he, He's like five. Five foot seven. See, you that's know what I'm mean? I gonna say. And, was, He sounds yeah. like
0: he has that he has the feeling that he's like six five, but in reality he's probably five Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: uh and he's awesome. And he's awesome. And he he's a really good guy. And he does a lot of um, you know, he does a lot of voiceovers around you know, around the country. And, and even Buzz Brainerd. I don't know if you ever yeah. if you know oh, Buzz yeah. Brainerd. He's yeah. on he's on Sirius XM. He's a that's good friend. Channel 56. That's
0: what I listen yeah. to. He's
1: amazing. Yeah. He's a good friend. Is he really? Um, Yes, Tom, you didn't and, tell me
0: this. You know I'm a Cougar oh, fan. Had,
1: we've had whiskey together in his studio and things like that, and, and he's a big sports fan. But, you know, he took over for Mel Allen on This Week in Baseball back when we were younger, and that's where I first heard his voice. But my kids – and I'm sure Tenley will be, is this way um, – Is he He is the voice of the Disney Channel in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, he does a lot of those. And now he's doing the Popeyes commercial, which he he's – very proud of, but anyway, it's him? Yes. Yeah, so, but his voice isn't like, you know, isn't like Lee's or isn't like John Facenda's or Harry's, where it's really deep. But it is so distinct. But he does. That's how he sounds like when you see him. That's how he sounds.
0: I mean, that's like uh, Bob Mennery who's doing all the the Buffalo Wild Wings now. Like his right. his high pitched, you know, like. <laughs> you know it it's distinct it's, it's or dion like Dion yes. doing
1: the buffalo wild wings yes. or the subway commercials it's yes. exactly it's
0: perfect oh i love it well see that's the stuff okay so for fans i mean this is this is stuff that this is us this is us in the in the office i mean there's might be some more swear words involved but i mean like when you yeah. say this is where we start it's like we never have a starting point we just go like we it's like you go to the office it's like the thing right. that you miss um you know, we don't know what, what spring training is going to be like for us uh, on the radio side as much as, as you do, I'm sure, on the TV side. But what <clears throat> now going through the football season almost to the Super Bowl, and you've had a, uh, 60 games in baseball, you know, the, the football schedule, the college basketball season, what have you learned about you as a broadcaster this year?
1: Well, I, I think that I think what I've learned is that you really have to be. Able to adjust on the fly uh, and not really get too worked up about about anything. In reality, and, and you know me as well as anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I you don't worked up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> never. I don't get too worked up about anything. Never. <laughs> um, so, but that, but I think it, but I think that that's really come into play even more. That I, 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 I would think the biggest thing I've learned is just such an appreciation for a the fans. Yeah. B the games and having them because we didn't have them during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and how important they are uh, and see how appreciative I am to listen. And everybody's getting paid. So it's not like they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. But the fact that the, that the players, the staffs for all of these sports are playing. Yeah. um, Because we had to dip our foot, dip our toe in the water to see if it worked and that everybody would for the most part remain healthy mm-hmm. while we are we were doing it and we've come to find out that yes there have been some stops and starts and pauses but that we've been able to do this so you know it's that old adage that you don't know what you have until it's until it's gone i think that as a broadcaster doing these games Having fans, uh, case in point, you know, my appreciation for the fans, as you know, is vast. Mm -hmm. Um, We wouldn't do what we are doing without them. Mm -hmm. But doing the Bills-Ravens game in Buffalo for the divisional round, and there were 6,700 fans in a 70,000-seat facility, and you would have thought there were seventy thousand fans there. It sounds you know, so I've loud. Done, yeah, I've done games this year where there have been fans in Tennessee. I did a game there was a fan. There were fans. I did a game in in Cincinnati. There were fans. But I've also done games at MetLife Stadium, at the Link, and uh, at other places where there there has been nobody, and it's stark. How yeah. it feels Well, I was going to say, I mean, like it, it's
0: dark. You, you have now, like the, the distinction of being able to understand, like because of multi-sport, right? And being able to understand what the fan brings, and like baseball, yeah. obviously, the energy is not going to be there all the time. It's it's there, but people are there. The buzz, the 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 waves from fans to you in the booth. Football, it's like that constant energy. It's like, did you? I I, I don't know. I'm not going to say like, oh, did you did it affect you? Because it doesn't. You're a pro. But, I mean, like, being in that, that realm, you're like, whoa. Like, did it catch you off guard? Like, almost like the first it time caught- you were in a big league stadium? Like, just doing that?
1: Well, you mean with fans? Yeah. Yeah, it caught me uh, in the Bills game. Like, yeah. it, it, it didn't catch me as much in Tennessee earlier this year. Or like, Cincinnati. almost
0: emotionally, right? Because you're like. Yes. You, because deep down, you love them. Like, you know yes. that, that that sound is fake on, on TV. That was real. They, that was they lift-
1: the other night. They lift you up. Yeah, they lift you up. So, you know, Taron Johnson has this, as it turns out, a hundred one yard touchdown return <laughs> off an interception, which I still think it was a hundred yards because he was at the goal line when he caught it. <laughs> but um,
0: you're nor there. But, it's all right.
1: But 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 it's only a yard. But anyway, so at the end of that, you know, I mean, we're in Buffalo, so every, obviously they're excited. But just the the feel of, and we have a great vantage point in Buffalo. We really do. Yeah. We're sort of down to the crowd. I mean, it was. I I mean, I made it part of my call and it wasn't planned. It was just like, whoa. Yeah. You know, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool.
0: No, I you know what? The only thing that I was upset about with that call was that you weren't saying uh, Lamar Jackson's running him down. That just. But he almost did. Yeah, I know. But like I. The the DJ Metcalf thing this year, you know, in uh, oh yeah it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it really changed my world as far as effort and how how fast Lamar Jackson how talented he is. I was like I was hoping and he catches him.
1: Holy, well for that you know what. <laughs> now that I think about it, he probably could have gotten earlier if he had reacted differently. But I also think that his teammates sort of let him down, and and he should have been tackled at the three or no, no the doubt. five. No I mean, doubt, you know I. I don't know where everybody was, but you know, it was still cool. I mean, it was, it was cool to do it, you know, right now, that's my last football game of the year. Um, you know, so, you know, I'm on call for the Super Bowl for the world feed. Um, you know, but you know, do you guys speak English for that? I I, I do have to speak English (laughs) for that. I may go with an Irish bro, like an Irish accent, but yes, I have to speak English for that. Um, yeah, but that's, um, it it's I've been really fortunate with the games I've had and the ability to to be, you know I mean I've I prepared for games every week because I didn't know if I would slide in if somebody unfortunately, you know, was was ill. Um yeah, it was it was a good year. It was a good year you know, from a football standpoint. It's been it's been a good year for basketball too.
0: Well what's crazy is that like Brian Anderson of you know of the uh the Brewers is doing the TNT games the other day for basketball yeah. and uh Harlan ends up going out and next thing you know because of being at home, he was able to – they just switched him over, and next thing you know, he's doing another Correct. game. He did a double-header, yeah, so, you're going, damn.
1: Yeah, I. <laughs> so I have this setup in my basement, um, which I think you know, yep. that I could – I just flip a switch, and, you know, I could be in the CBS studios in New York getting ready to do a, a, a game if I need to now for – I, I haven't done one here. I haven't done one here, but, you know, it's um, – That's the way it is right now. That's the way it is. That's the way it is is right
0: now. Well, you want to know what the way it is right now for the Phillies? Uh, Velocity's up. I know that. That's what's up. Uh, You and I have talked about this a lot. Um, You know, and and basically what we were saying earlier is that in the the broadcaster's office, and we'll talk about it, and, you know, with all due respect to the guys that we've had, velocity has never been one of those things. And knowing that you go around the league and you got like maybe four or five guys in a pen that are 95 plus. um, That's why we celebrated Sir Anthony Dominguez, I think a little too much.
1: Yes. I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: Um, And and so now you add in Jose Alvarado, uh, Sam Coonrod. And then uh, I think just a phenomenal pickup in Archie Bradley. That was my, like one of my non-tenders that I wanted right away. Um, And he comes I just think the change in the bullpen. Not only is it the velocity, it's the stuff. So there's differences, right? Archie Bradley, Sam Coonrod throw hard, and 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 you add in Connor Brogden, they don't have the same things. None of them have the same movement, the same look. It's not about arm angles, but it's definitely about stuff. What do you think so far of the the Phillies off as far as the pen and the well, improvements?
1: Well, oh, I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I, I love the, the the Archie Bradley pickup. I, I think it was you know it was and much that needed evolution that he brings. Yeah, I mean, it, he's different, you know, he's a different cat. Yeah. And I think that's good. Um, you know, I, and, and believe me, if Alvarado can be what he was two years ago or close to it, then I think that, you know, Jorge Valandia's eyes are not deceiving him. Uh, I think it's a great pickup. Um, you know, like everybody else, would I love to see somebody else come in? Yes, absolutely. Um, I would love to see Jose Alvarez I, I just oh, think that I think that you know, would be a,
0: broughts... that would be amazing. You imagine him, I, yeah. him and Alvarado like those are those are two of your left-handers yeah. with with JoJo. Like I just think that that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but I I think it's been great what they've done. Um, you know, I would love to see more in the line of starting pitching coming in, and I hope that that's going to happen in the next several weeks, and I think it will. Um, you know, and I think a lot of it depends on. You know where they're going to go with JT and where they're going to go with with Didi if they re-sign both of them, and I think that'll dictate a lot of it too.
0: Yeah, when you look at like a guy like Archie Bradley and you see that, you know, the <clears throat> this is from the broadcaster's side, right? This is this is yeah. asking you uh, when you see someone come out hot like he did right away when he when he came up, uh, uh, not as a starter but as a reliever when he made that switch. And then have the struggle, and then find something else. Do you take more like? Does that guy get a little bit more credence in you than a guy that just dominates right away and just continues on, and then hits free agency?
1: Well, I think that I, I think that failure is part of the game, right? Yep. Um, so if you could adapt to it, which he has been able to, and even in some ways reinvent himself, because I don't think when he came up, people thought he was going to be a a reliever. I think everybody thought he would be a starter. Mm-hmm. So reinvent himself. I I think it does add to who he is and, and how he is, because now you know that if there's adversity, then he's going to be able to at least try to figure it out, uh, and is not just going to give up on it. So yeah, I mean, I think it's I think anytime you have some kind of adversity, because you are going to have adversity. Oh, yeah. It's the, that's oh, yeah. the way the game is. And well, some people don't respond to it and others do. I think if you can respond to it. Then it kind of shows who you are as a person.
0: The the huge drop for him that like he had to regain was from nineteen was basically he just started walking everyone. Right, and he almost went up to like a five like five walks per nine. Which if you're a hitter and you're doing all your, your stuff before, that's like I'm sorry, a guy like me who swung at like a, the Rosenberg being thrown. Like I look at that going, I could take on this guy. Right. He drops it down to a one four seven last year. he's not like to me that is drastic and that is something that like can it be uh held on to can it be consistently held on to I I don't know but I I think with the addition of not only uh Archie was Caleb Cotham right and 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 how he already knows Archie and Archie already knows his pitching coach does that help you think
1: I think it does I I mean I've heard heard nothing but great things about Caleb Cotham from the people. Oh, the I Reds. had. I mean,
0: Tom, I had him on this and yeah, oh, I heard what? it. It was I, good. I, the one thing that, that I took away from it is, and you know me, I, I I'm very open to everyone until they, you know, decide that they want to uh, show me a different side of them. Uh Caleb showed me that he has answers, but he's not like the know-it-all. Like I have, I, I have to talk to these guys to understand if this is, you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a deeper, Meaning behind every answer he had, and you're going, dang, this guy's yeah. only like thirty, what, thirty-three, thirty-four years yeah, old. Yeah, he's
1: a pup. He's a pup. I mean, he is. I mean, but I think that's the way the game is: is that we've leaned on, or we are leaning on, you know, so many younger folks who have a better grasp of, or have a grasp of, just the nuances of the game a yeah. little differently.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great. Like, if you the yin and yang, right? I mean, Dave Lundquist is still involved, so that's even better. So, you have that old-school mentality there. Joe Girardi has that old-school mentality. But as we found out early, um, well before we even met him or, like, talked to him in person, uh, he was about the analytics as a player because analytics is just information, right? And that's who he was as a catcher. Uh, So, he has that new-school vibe, too, because of being away from the game just enough to, like, get that – I think that uh, recharge in them that I feel like all this stuff with that coaching staff just mixes perfect. Like it's just starting, you're starting to see old and young experience, not experience, but it is the melding of the the two different uh, worlds.
1: Yeah. And and just talking to briefly exchanging text messages with Dave Lundquist, um, he's excited about being back on the Field. I mean, we all love Jim Gott and we're going to miss him, but Dave is, Dave's a really he's good coach special. and the fact that he's, he's going special. to be in the bullpen. Yeah. I think that's going to be huge for even Caleb yeah. to have, I mean, you talked about the yin, yin and the yang, you know, to kind of lean on him. And I think for the relievers to have him in the bullpen is going to help too.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's huge. I mean, look, I Caleb and I talked about it. And one thing that he knows is that all these guys had an unbelievable one-year relationship with Brian Price, and we right. had an unbelievable relationship with Brian Price. Like, that yeah, was, I was sorry. I was sorry to yeah. see him go.
1: He, I mean, we, you uh-huh. know, most of our conversations were, well, all of them were through text messaging. Yep.
0: Um, but he was great. But you talk about honest and open, and someone that just understands. He, he understands people. That was Brian Price, and so Caleb yeah. has that. There's, there's that understanding from me to him, like, or with him that he just gets people because I, I just, I don't know. There's, there's that e- easy judgment. You could judge people by the, the cover or you could talk to them and listen to him, And you're going, ah, this yeah. guy, this guy's, he knows because he, if he's going to be like, I got to talk to this guy before I tell you anything about him. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? This guy gets it. And that, that's a huge huge advantage for him because he's coming into a situation where Brian price was that right. I mean, he, yeah, I agree with that.
1: I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I, again, listen, this is from our vantage point. Would i love to see more arms. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. From a starting standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I well, would.
0: Don't you remember? Like, um, it's funny. Scott Lauber just started. He wrote about the, uh, the question about arms Enough arms. Remember I brought this up to you guys, uh, during the pandemic, like during our shutdown and we were doing our Friday night round table it was like, guys, we haven't thought about this, but the guys that are throwing 200 innings plus they're not going to throw that this year. What does that mean for the following year? And we're all, like, yeah, all of us all came up going, cause I had no answer. And now to see it, you know, man, that has to be six months later, right? Seven or yeah. eight months later since that conversation. And it, it's still the unknown of how, many arms do we really need, especially starters?
1: Yeah, I, I do think the six-man rotation thing is interesting, the, the concept of that. Um, and the other part of it, too, is you do have a, a new guy in charge, and Dave Dombrowski, yep. who did allude to the fact that he would like to see starters throw six or seven innings, um, more so than four or five innings before yep. they go to the bullpen. So, yep. you know, do you try to, you know, how do you compensate for that? So I don't think that they're done with it. I mean, I I, obviously reports this week um, before we did this about Anibal Sanchez and guys like that, you know, a veteran like that wouldn't shock me if they went and did did things like that to to try to shore up this rotation.
0: Yeah. And if there was if I mean, if we went the veteran route, I'd want something different. I want a lefty. I'd want Cole. Like, I'm sorry. It just needs to happen. Like you can't have. More and more I've seen this and, and you and I've talked about this, the variety, right. That just in general, we don't have that in the starting rotation. Like yeah. You can have I have different stuff. That's fine, but it's all the right side. If you can have well, that I, lefty I mean, that a lefty, that breaks it up. Oh, a
1: lefty would be a lefty would be great. There is no doubt about that. A lefty would be great. And if it's somebody like Cole who understands the area and everything like that, uh, he's different than anything that we have right now. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I know Jay Hap signed with the Twins, but I, I even thought somebody like that, and I know it was probably too much money and he's 38 yeah. years old now, but you know, if there's somebody like that, you can find, um, I'm with you on that as far as the left hand. All goes. right. How
0: about this? So from Dave Dombrowski from 2002 to 2019, as a general manager of the Tigers and, and Red Sox, uh, his start, his number one starter didn't reach 200 innings three times. Did reach 200. 194 uh, in in 2015, 187, and 2018, 191. Now the interesting part is the number two starter. So when you talk about going six, seven innings for these guys, number two starter, he's had guys go 200 innings in 2017, 2016, 2014, 2013. And then you go 187 and 12, 195 and 11, 195 and 10, 214 in 2009, 208 in 2006, 209 and 205. When he says he wants guys to go six or seven innings, yes, that's what he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his yeah, number I three starter has gone 200 innings three times.
1: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I realize the game has changed. Yes. and And, um, you know, and we don't harp on it that much. But I, I would like – I mean, obviously, I would love to see, you know, starters go deeper and deeper into games. Well, I just think it's – I just think it's the answer to everybody's
0: problem. No doubt. No, you know, and we saw it with the – we saw it with the Rays. Like, in the shortened season, you're thinking they're not going to get tired, but they got abused, that pen. And you kind of saw the tail off at the very end of the postseason of what that – you know, what they didn't have. Like, they lacked. They were tired. Like, they've they right. hit that wall, it almost looked like, where the Dodgers – Yes, did they use their pen a lot? Absolutely, but they had so many guys starting throughout the year that kept them fresh, that just kept giving them inning after inning after inning in the starting rotation. I mean, there's your answer. Like if you if, here's the here's the deal: just have a ton of really 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 good pitching starters and relievers. How about that? Just get a ton of depth. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that and would then, be great. If you could have it's that easy. all across. We the solved, board. We solved the problem right there. <laughs> And then
0: hopefully, we, uh, you know, we're hoping that this week brings JT Romuto with a re-signing, uh, you know, with George Springer going to the Blue Jays, uh, Michael Brantley off the books, who we thought was going to the Jays, is the Astros again. See, got to be right, right before, before being first, be right. Uh, well,
1: I, and I think the two-year deal was, it, it was,
0: that, that to me was the right deal. Oh, the- I'm so pumped for that guy. I am so pumped for because, yeah. number one, he's with the Astros. Number two, uh, he's not with the Braves. And that was my biggest fear was that he was going to go to the Braves because that would have been a – Oh, to replace Marcelo's Oh, a... my God. It, it would have been perfect in that lineup. And you're going, yeah. please don't go there. Please don't go there. Please don't <laughs> go there. And he didn't, so it's good. But I, I think the, the biggest moves so far, obviously, are within the division. And it's funny because – uh, I've read a lot of, you know, things online and, and everyone going, Oh, the Braves haven't Braves did a whole lot right at the beginning with, with Charlie Morton and, uh, drew smiley. Right. It shored up some mm-hmm. things there. Um, uh, the Nats and getting Josh bell, uh, signing Kyle Schwarber, I think is a sneaky pickup for them. Cause he could just hit now. Uh, well, them. but, it,
1: but here, but here's the thing. I mean, it, is there going to be the DH? Well, that that's, so if there's not. I mean, a, here's
0: the here's the deal. Tom is like, why don't we have that answer? Why?
1: Uh, that I don't know. That is I, the I, biggest I, I,
0: crock of you know what to me because player association and owners, I, I, as far as getting on the same page as this, just do it. It would have helped you out quite a bit.
1: Yeah. So I I, I was talking to Joe Girardi the other uh, about two weeks ago. we, we did a Zoom. Um, a virtual Zoom, and I asked him. I said, "How are you preparing for it?" He said, "I'm preparing that we are not going to have the DH." Yeah, easier and to, we...
0: easier to adjust the other way than than going back. That's what he
1: said, yeah. and that's what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. So, um, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that's with the
0: with with the NATSO, like the Josh Bell, I think is uh, a good pickup for them. It it adds some depth to their lineup. If you know if things are right, we we obviously saw a first half a couple of years ago, which was insane. Uh, and then he tailed off towards the end. But teams are getting better, maybe no more than the Mets. And you see McCann, Trevor May, Jose Martinez, that trade for that shortstop guy. Like, it's it's it, it's one of those things you're going, oh, man, this is going I to, have to admit, I have to and admit, I have to admit, I have to
1: admit, I have to admit I forgot that Jose Martinez was even not on the Cardinals anymore. Right. That he had been moved around yeah. in the year. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, he was with uh, Alcantara. He was he and Alcantara were traded for to the Rays,
1: right? But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I didn't it, 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 for some reason it just slipped by. But and another le- DH- like, he
0: mashes lefties, and that's that's it. That's all he does. Right. He can't, he he can't can defend. Hit. He can't defend. He just can't defend. Right. But you know they get the Francisco Lindor, and, and that's a game changer for me because a the guy is uh, a generational talent. We all know that there's a passion for the game, but with everything that's going on of recent for them, do you think it's taken a, a bigger toll that, or the fact that they already had these guys signed is the fact of the matter, not where they are today after certain uh, things popped up? Well, I mean, that's
1: a, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, that, I mean, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know. My feeling is, I don't know. My feeling is that they're in good shape. But yeah. no, um, yeah, that's a good question. See, they're
0: the they're the question for me because um, I' doing the, the MLB Network radio stuff a lot. Uh, they ask about the Mets, and you know, they're like, "Oh, Dominic Smith in left field." I'm like, that, "You guys are like, you guys are smoking," and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "That guy defensively is as good as any first baseman in the league." There's Right. He he might be in the top 3 of hands in the entire league at first base. Yes, Olson, yeah, I, the kid from I, the kid from uh, the Mariners I, and him.
1: I, I I think that if if there's a DH then Alonso's the DH. Yes. I mean that's just my feeling. But they yeah. but
0: to me I think it's a disservice to not only Dominic Smith but to their their team if he's a left fielder, it is a huge boost for every team if he's out in left field.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I still think that, you know, the Phillies' biggest hurdle is, well, it's just making sure that they have the pieces in place that they need. But it's still the Braves to me. The Braves I mean, are, I just the think Braves are number one.
0: Because yeah. it, you win three years in a row. Uh, the talent that they have, have accumulated, they're not having to make a ton of moves because they have these guys locked up. They're young. Uh, they're able to refresh with all their guys in the minor leagues that are coming up with Pache and, and Drew Waters, who's going to be the next yeah. center fielder guy that, that's up. I mean, it, they're obviously – but teams are trying – what I appreciate um, is everybody, maybe Sands the Marlins, but the Marlins are in that young stage too, is that uh, everyone's trying to get to them, right? They're, trying, they're not trying to, to be the like, Braves. oh, well, we're trying to beat the Dodgers. No, no, no. Everyone in the division making moves right now – is to beat the Braves. like is to- Yeah, because
1: because I think that your thought is, is to get to the postseason yes. and then let things roll from there. And, you know, as the year goes on, you can adjust to what you think you need if you feel like you're in play. If you're yeah. in play, then you can kind of adjust a little bit to, you know, let's say try to overtake the Dodgers. The mm-hmm. Dodgers are difficult for anybody in the, in the National League to overtake, but you've got to get there first. Yes. And yes. that's my feeling. That's why well, see, I think and that's... That-
0: Everyone keeps on talking about the Padres. Oh, have they done enough to get to the get over the top of the the Dodgers? And I'm like, AJ Preller, in my mind, is not thinking about the Dodgers. And this is—I this is, know it's totally obscure because he's probably all consumed by it. I just think he's trying to get to the postseason. What yes. is my best team to get the postseason? And then let's throw it out on the table. The more depth yeah, we I, have, I, we could go there. Do you think that's a possibility?
1: Well, so I think that he. He may be the exception to it. I think he is thinking about the postseason, but I think he's also thinking, okay, but if I get there, I, if, how do I get there? I'm going to have to beat the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah so he has to sort of think about them anyway. <laughs> yes. Because he's building, I mean, let's face it, out of everybody, he's built the, or rebuilt, more than anybody else. Yes. Yes.
0: I, I would, And I think,
1: it. it's, I think it's to get to the postseason again, but it's also this time to beat the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, and you got to have the depth to beat the Dodgers. We all know that. That's been something that's out there. This, right? I mean, if you're going to beat the Dodgers, the only way to do it is you, you got to be able to come at them. And if you don't have one guy, you can't rest on it. You got to be able to, you know, go to another guy. And now they have four legit starters. Uh, well, I think the
1: Musgrove. I think the Musgrove oh. deal, even though they gave up a lot, I think that was
0: oh, you know, huge.
1: from a baseball standpoint, I I would have loved for oh, I would have loved to get it. him absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, but I think that was a huge pickup for him because they, they've obviously shielded Paddock. They don't want to overwhelm his innings. And now, in some ways, they don't have to, even though he's considered, you know, a rising star in the game.
0: Well, the, the thing that I think even more is the kid, Mackenzie Gore. So the left-handed pitcher, the top prospect in the game, uh, left-handed pitcher in the, in the game. Uh, right,
1: but will they put him in the bullpen, or you think they're going to have no, him they'll, they'll, sort of a flex.
0: I think they'll do the flex thing, like they'll almost use the Dodgers with not abusing him, but easing him in uh, and letting him go at, at some point. But just think about it with uh, you know Snell now, and and the question is Nelson Lamette, is he healthy, or is he going to be you know having is he having elbow issues to the point where there's going to be surgery? There's so many questions that are going, but you're going. Oh, by the way you've addressed some issues you know with adding more guys by adding depth and not really right. giving up a they have not given up a whole lot
1: well they give up a lot of their farm system but but who knows what those kids are
0: but they and and they got you know what uh one of my one of my best friends from college he's a manager in the, in their system and he told me about each kid and he's like look they're all really good baseball players but we haven't given up our guys like the guys with the true talent, we have given up athletes, but we haven't given up our main prospects in this whole thing. It, 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 it's going to denim. Well, that's, it's going to denim, but it's not going to, it's not going to cut them off for, for years.
1: Yeah. That's impressive. Then if they, if they, well, I guess that's the key for anybody is to try not to cut yourself off for years to come. Yeah. That's impressive though, that they don't feel like they've given up. But I guess, as you said, if it, with those guys that you mentioned, even Lamette, um, if they still have all of them in the system, then they still have a foundation to work with.
0: They gave up the one right-hander. Um, I'm trying to think of his name. And he threw hard. He throws like 101. And and he's he's the one that, you know, is, is the question, right? You don't know. Right. Um, but they still have Ryan Weathers. You know, David Weathers' son. He's a lefty. Uh, is that David Weathers' son? Yes. Yes, God, the, kid we that, the kid that threw like hundred innings in, in high school and gave up one run, they they posted God, we, his stats during the the are, season It was like amazing. we are old. Yeah, yeah. Well, you or you could say David David Weathers is, uh had him young and and is enjoying this. I mean, it's it's the fact that like you're seeing, you know, you get to call football games that, <laughs> you know, Michael Pittman's son, right, is is out there and you're going, wait, I watched him play. Yeah, that that's
1: true. You know, there's there,
0: there certain guys that are creeping up, but it, look, it, it's, it's amazing to see some of these kids, especially, I mean, we could talk about the Jays uh, and and all the guys that we used to grow up or I used to grow up watching. Um, and now their sons are all playing. It's, it, this is, this is a cool time in sports.
1: Yeah. I I can't believe that that's David Weather's son, but I guess I'm trying, <laughs> and he's I was nasty. trying to do the math in my head. I was trying to do the math in my head, but yeah, I guess it wouldn't well, he's make sense. Young. He
0: is also 21. Yeah. And he was born in 1999. That just, yeah. my <laughs> God. He actually was, he was uh, 14 days shy of uh, being a 2000 baby.
1: Wow. Damn. Oh, by the way, speaking of, of kids that are playing, I took the cage down the other day in the backyard. What? It just got too cold to hit outside. So he's hitting inside now, Tommy. Um,
0: well, Tom... That's like, you got to toughen the kid up a little bit here. You no, no, he that was up.
1: fine with it. I was like, hey, man, we got to take this down. The wind is like whipping. I have it like bolted into the ground, <laughs> but it was just, it was like moving back and forth.
0: <laughs> for every for everyone listening to Tower for Breakfast, Tom is the car- carpenter of the broadcast crew. That's a, well,
1: I mean, Fransky's a better carpenter. I
0: just seem to have more projects recently. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. As mm-hmm. long as the, the cage didn't blow away and you just took it down, that's that's diff- There's two different ways, yeah. right? I mean, there's you know, construction problem one, or take care of the problem before the actual problem.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> I think if you look at my construction, um, and compared it like the finished product to, to, let's say, Scott's construction product projects. You would see there's blemishes on mine and he's a little more refined than I am. <laughs> he's
0: meticulous. Well but, like, so that's like I, the, for... like understanding Scott, like over the last couple of years, yeah. and he's covered like as good of a friend as there is, like he is so meticulous. He doesn't like he doesn't just No, but he's good at it. I'm yes. just a novice. But see, I'm that's saying. the thing is that when when you are good at something, you can become meticulous.
1: Yeah. So we put in a closet the other day in Tommy's Ooh. room because um like put in closet organizer. Yeah. And I had we had put them in, in the girls' room and in Patrick's room in previous years, and I was like, "I'm doing it," so I did it. And, um, like, there's certain parts where I, where nobody knows this, where I kind of like jam things in, absolutely. And, but it's um,
0: when you sell the I, house, they'll know. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Well, here's the thing. What they're going to know is the holes in the wall in the closet where Tommy threw baseballs when he was a kid, when he was mad
0: after a game. <laughs> God, I love him. I've always loved yeah. him, but I love him even more. Uh, and yeah. another one that we have to do before you go, I have to let you go in a second, is uh, congrats to Patrick on getting engaged.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you're talking about getting old when you, you see that. Um, but it's pretty cool. He and his fiance uh, Emily, are going to get married in um 2022 and 2022. Somebody told me. Let me, me guess. On,
0: let me guess. February 2nd, 2022. Is that going to no,
1: be? No, like, no, no. That's no. going to be
0: the number one date next year. You know that.
1: Yeah, I know. But no, they're because since he's broadcasting, they're trying to. They're, they decided instead of a winter wedding, they're going to do a fall wedding. So they couldn't do it in the summer. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so he's, uh, it looks like, I don't know if it's set, but sometime in October where it would be uh after the world series so the
0: world series and hopefully the phillies are in it and winning it and that's all <laughs> yeah there. exactly exactly well tom mccarthy i appreciate you coming on pine tower for breakfast uh i will have this up later today with maybe right. a new uh got a little logo for you you'll like it
1: oh did you design a logo
0: tom uh my creativity is pretty damn good i couldn't do this
1: Hey, listen, I I couldn't do my basketball books without you, so I know how your creativity is. Hey, I'm telling
0: you, once you figure out the football ones, they will be the best thing that ever happened to you.
1: Folks, Kevin Franzen is a whiz on Excel. Let me just tell you And if
0: anyone wants to do free uh, pro bono work, uh, let me know because I need some help in making a website. Anyway, uh, (laughs) until then, Tom, thank you.
1: All right, brother. See you, buddy.
0: And that's what I get to deal with every single day during the season, and I'm lucky. Uh, As good of a friend as as you're going to find, someone that I look up to, I think I've told you guys that plenty of times here on the podcast. But, again, thanks for listening to Pintar for breakfast. Keep on keeping on and keep on commenting on Twitter, asking questions, whatever you want to hear. Until next time, peace. Kevin Friends is out of here.